Hello, hello. We're back. It's the comedy catch. We've had a bit of a hiatus. We didn't yeah. mean to take that long, but no. we did. I don't We've know been what very happens. Busy. We've we both been busy. Well, yeah, but last week I was I we were we planned on like two or three different nights and then your stuff kept changing and you were late and you were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I got held up." And it was yeah, like Yeah, I this... can't even remember what was happening. Well, but... I was expecting you would have a lot to report because I don't know. I mean, well, we we had a little mini screening of my short film where I showed the producers and a few other people associated with the movie, and that ran late. That was on Wednesday. That's exciting. I didn't even know about that. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Well, I was really excited about it, and um, my good friends Doug and John who produced it, they liked it, but there was something a little – I think I might have been overexcited or something, but mm-hmm. like I think I wanted people to lift me up in the air like at the end of Rudy. Sure. Um <laughs> And uh, so I was a little like, oh, I thought they would like it more. But then when we went over it again and got notes and stuff, they didn't have that that many notes, and their stuff made sense. And so um, it's all good now. So great, yeah. But uh, Jesse, the DP, was there. He's adorable, isn't he? He My came God. to your show. He did. He is such a little snack. He's and really just, just really funny because he's got love that, him. He's got that sort of enough. Of the dumb straight guy to be lovable, but he's not an idiot. He's not dumb. No, he's smart and interesting. But like he'll say like some like dumb straight guy thing every once in a while, but then he laughs at it. Like he was trying to he was insisting at dinner after my show. Right. He was insisting that there's there, there's a real expression <laughs> that someone is gay as a meatball. <laughs> and it was that's like, right. I'm but sorry. But maybe that's only I think in straight I've circles. Heard every euphemism yeah. and every yeah turn a phrase that would save and I've never heard gay as a meatball I think gay as a meatball is hilarious and he goes you know it's like queer as a three dollar bill I go yeah except for that one makes sense <laughs> yeah 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 gay as a meatball because a three dollar bill would be an odd thing to that's see that's queer that yeah. would be very odd that would be surprising meatballs aren't that queer no yeah. they're no. a ball of meat they yeah. make total sense no they're exactly what they're supposed to be yeah unless you line up a bunch of them and put them in a bread loaf and that's pretty damn gay well, that's a that's a good weekend. <laughs> that's a that tall is. that's a tall order. That's my that's next a five dollar. That's my next trip to Phoenix. Sub. You eat half that day, and then you have the rest for dinner. No, you plant. You think you're going to eat half, <laughs> and, and then you then eat the whole half, thing, and you eat the whole thing. I know. I have a tuna sandwich in there. That reminds me, half well, a tuna sandwich. There you go. I could enjoy. You have a reason to live. So uh, yes. So we um, we watched the screening last week, and then mm-hmm. we watched some bits of Showgirls. That were very fun. So when you make a movie and it's a little disappointing, uh, then you can just put in some scenes from Showgirls and then you realize how, then we're, how great your movie then really we're is. Back, yeah, we're back on <laughs> That's track. good. That's a good... Yes. I like that. And Jamie, the actor that I proclaimed my love for in front of 50 people. Uh-huh. Whatever happened with that? Give us an update. Uh, well, he came to the screening okay. and he was there and um, he liked the movie very much, which made me feel good because I think sometimes you don't know with actors if they're gonna. You want them to like it. You want them to like their performance and stuff. But you know, okay. sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, but my hair was weird," or they'll yeah. get hung up on. Oh, I liked things. it, but I was black. Yeah, just hypothetically speaking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, an actor yeah. might say that to you. Yes, like I did after screening party. Um, so um, he he liked it. He was proud and happy. So that was cool. great. Yeah, and he hung around for the showgirls watching and is an aficionado of said film. And has his favorite moves. So, shit. Yeah. I so know. now you're really deep in it. Whew. Like, if you weren't in love before, that really... Yeah, he now likes you're... it when they go, thump, thump. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he 
he was yeah. do, but every yes he, he should love favorite. that i know well he has his favorite moves mm-hmm. from showgirls which is nice and um so we hung out afterwards by our cars and talked for like a half hour and got to know him a little better just the two of you just the two of us wait a minute just the two of you standing by your cars. Yeah. Oh, that is gay as a meatball. <laughs> that is so gay. Like, you couldn't go. So you had to get out of Doug and John's house. We had to, yes, because they were closing up shop. And they were going to go do some vegan business. Love making or whatever it is. And so and it and was literally, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Well, well, they yeah, they didn't say that, but we, you know, it was time. The evening was over. So, But you didn't want it to be over. No, you wanted to keep getting to know your lover. Well, I just wanted to get to know Jamie a little bit, and I talked to Jesse and Monique were out there for a while. Mm-hmm. Monique is his girlfriend, who's very nice and beautiful. Right. So yeah, no, we just talked for a while, and um, it was nice. But here's the here's the twist, and uh, so on. Long story short, I'm going to a movie with him on Sunday. That's great. Yeah. So we'll see. And is this a date? I don't know. And I know you're gonna make it's gonna make you infuriated, but um, I'm going to find out then. I'm going to broach it then okay. a little bit or yeah. see, explore it a little bit. So I'm willing that. to accept that on the condition that you actually do on Sunday. That I actually broach it. Yeah, that okay. you actually, in no uncertain terms, right? Using the word date in a sense. You know what? Right. Let's practice. Let's do a little exercise. Mm. I don't want to do it. It bums me out. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, if this were just a normal guy that I didn't work with or cast or, you know what I mean? If it wasn't mixed up in this project thing, it would be easier to be like cut and dried like that. But um, I, uh, yeah, I don't um, feel like practicing that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to get to know him better. So there's that. Well, I don't know what I'm hearing in your voice. Um, Do you want to just change the subject? No, I don't no, want to no, push no. you, but... No, I, I don't mind... Um, I feel like there's something in, happening in your voice. We all can hear it, Dennis. <laughs> it's, the, it's the half of Xanax I took. I was having dinner with this friend of mine, and I started feeling crazy. See, and sometimes my craziness is tied to specific days or events mm-hmm. or feelings, but this was an okay day. And I started feeling crazy. I got to take a Xanax. Well, when you said crazy, you shrugged your shoulders up and you got like tense. Tense and in here and anxious. And um, yeah. Is so. it fearful? Now sure. I sound like Oprah. Were no, you afraid? Oh, I'm always you were afraid. afraid I'm you? always afraid. On some level. Uh-huh. On some level. A little bit. There's always like a low level hum. But yeah, it was weird. And then I popped the Xanax and drove home and... But yet you don't want to revisit the antidepressant, the Lexapro thing. I well, that we know that one was no good, right? But anyone with any knowledge in this will tell you generally it takes a couple of different ones to find the one that's well. My insurance wouldn't have covered Lexapro, anyways. However, my therapist recommended somebody that she's had really good. Mm-hmm. experiences with her clients in terms of that stuff. And his isn't so – his is – he deals with a lot of addiction people, mm-hmm. so the stuff that he prescribes doesn't have some of those addictive qualities the way some things do. And sure. anyway, I may go and see him. I think that's so, terrific. Yeah. Um, I may do that. So mm-hmm. – because um, 
Yeah, it's weird. I, I last few weeks I've had like necky things and angsty things. Right, and, and you know, bummer. You things. know that it's like when you say there's a constant low level hum of terror. Yeah. Ish. Well, that's. I mean, that's a medical. Yeah. Issue that I we think. Have it, I think it's gone with. from like, oh, right. this is a bad time to something's happening sure. physically. Right. For sure. And I, you know, again, but not some days are better than others. I definitely. You know, I definitely have been helped by being on this, this uh, Pristique, the wine wine. Pristique? Mm-hmm. I mean, it does. Is it antidepressant or yeah. anti-anxiety? No, it's an antidepressant. Yeah. And uh, because they, he first did the Lexapro with me and then I yeah. couldn't come. Right. And then was, oddly enough, even more depressed right. because of that. And he was like, nope, change you and tr- try this one. And he goes, and we might have to try you Does know, your insurance three. cover it? Yeah, it's like twenty five dollars a month, you know, is the copay. Right, that's but it's not bad. one of those that's on the list. Right, and I know that there are other ones like Wellbutrin. I know they're like generic right. versions of and stuff that would be probably like ten dollars on your insurance. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, I mean, I might try to go to this uh, doctor next week. And I think our our we'll friend uh, David David S. I'm gonna send a secret. He's very an sweet. AA he shout out. He's nice... not an AA, but I'm just gonna do it. I'm not. I'm gonna protect his anonymity. Yeah. So we're sending a shout out to David S. Because he yeah. would. This would be one of his areas of expertise. Right. And perhaps he would like to write in because he just sent me a very lengthy I, uh, email on sent, Facebook. I think I got the yeah. same one, and I need to respond to it except and, my computer crashed. But he said he didn't want. He didn't want us to read excerpts right. from it. Um, on the air, but I was so touched sweet, by though. it, and it was a great email. Oh. And which reminds me, you fucking listeners need to email more because there's only been two in the past like month, and that simply isn't enough. But I'm gonna read them now. Then <laughs> they all say this: "Don't jump yeah. in the subject line." Uh, it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. It's just weird now. Um, break it down. It is that bad, but I think that's okay, and that's I. Yeah, no, 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 it's what it is. There's no shame in that, and it's, yeah, you know, but, yeah, you know, that's, that we're so, going to do something about it. We're going to do something about it. Yeah, that's good. And my movie rocks. It's adorable. See? I love it. Yeah. And when, okay, so the plan for the movie is film festivals, and then Logo probably will air Logo, it in it, the way that they they're not the doing one. short films anymore. No, no shorts. Okay. So it would then film festivals and then maybe on one of those DVDs. Maybe, that are collections yeah. But of... it'll be a good calling card for me. It'll be a good thing. And I might put together my own DVD with just my stuff on it and try mm-hmm. to sell it like I did my CD or whatever. Um, I don't see it as making um, money. It's money back ever, probably, in short films. But right. it, it's, um, it'll, it'll be an adventure and it'll be fun to show. And it'll, I think it's a really... Um, good showcase for me as a writer and director. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And it'll be just fun. And it's, it, it just means so much. Yeah. So, you know, we're again, we're talking about just accomplishment and yes. And passion. Instead of and doing nothing. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Take your passion and make it happen. Yes. Life raft productions presents. See? That's been sticking for a lot of people. Life raft fucking productions. <laughs> and I'm telling presents. you, and Is it's that... gotta be the circle, the life preserver right. circle. Because it's, oh, God. We yeah. We all just I know. Latched Everyone's right on. trying to you know I've been, stay okay, creative. Because so, you know been, I've been you've doing, been doing your show. show, which has been great. Is that Life Rap Productions Presents? Absolutely. Life Rap Productions Presents Tony Tripoli I shit my in pants. 
Tony Tripoli, I shit my pants. Uh, and it, it's playing at the Fake Gallery here in Los Angeles. And it's and packed every time. Yeah, fudge packed. And we, <laughs> I had to, um, I had to add a fourth. I mean, I didn't have to. Yeah, but, but I, you could. You, we but were you filling did. it up. Yeah, for and sure. And so I said, well, if people, if Dennis, if there's a demand, right, you got to give them what they want. Exactly. To sit at home. Um, and I thought the the next Sunday happens to be Easter Sunday. Right. And it just seems somehow fitting to do uh, Christ is risen and I shit my pants. Like, I just feel yeah. like it's, uh, it's blasphemous in yeah. the most delicious I'm way. I'm sure he did it at least once. Oh, did they and have those, pants? It probably got stuck in his sandal. He shit his robe. Yeah. So, um, so good. So yeah. So I'm very excited about that. And, and my, Family has all been. My little brother came. I love he was Nate. there for he was so good. Uh, the first one. Great. And you know, my little brother uh, is thirty, and I've talked about him before. God, I just love him so much, and he's hilarious and super cool, and really turned out to be this tremendous man who I'm just you know proud of. And and he and his father own this business, this air duct cleaning business, and they're fucking working it out. And he was going to be in Phoenix um, because they were getting an award at the company's annual seminar or something and and so i was like well look can i fly you just in literally for 24 hours to, right you know to see the show sunday night and he was like yeah let's do it and he, so he snuck away and he came to the show and i was so you know not nervous but it was really exciting to get to perform on stage for my brother because i the last time i performed you know he was probably i don't know 15 or something really? you know he hasn't I mean? like, seen you do yeah, your thing he's never he didn't get to, i don't think he was able to come on any of the cruise ships because he was still in the Marines at the time. Maybe he came on like one of the ships, but you know, I've blocked out a lot of those years and, and whatever. The point is it's been forever, right. you know, and he's certainly never seen me do stand up. Right. And he came and, and I had him be act as the bartender. Right. Cause I figured Which that I would be, that would be like a, a buffer, like a safe buffer with yeah, him and yeah, all yeah. these homos. And he made a little money and tips, you right. know, cause it, it is a proven fact, straight bartenders, just get tips better than gay ones. It's unfair, but whatever. That's life. and um and so then at the end of the show, I was like, dude, what are you thinking? He was like, bro, I'm so proud of you. You were just so funny. I can't believe to see you do an hour and twenty minutes. Like I just am so thrilled and did it. But I wish I had a pen because I had a couple of notes. <laughs> and I oh. was like, I'm oh, sorry. A note? You have, you had notes. A note. And he was oh, it was just I was so frustrated. I didn't have a pen back there behind the bar because it was yeah. just a couple. And I go, re no really. You really had, you had notes. You had what suggestions? Yeah. And he goes, just a couple of places where I felt you could have picked it up, just tightened it up a little. But yeah. I had some ideas. I had some thoughts, and I literally was like, um, we're not having that conversation right now. Yeah, let me just bask in my motherfucking glory. There's a little afterglow. It's, yeah, yeah, like, and people that aren't performers don't understand. That, yeah. you know, I know we act like it's fucking moving heaven and earth right. to do a show where we get to then have a spotlight on us for an hour and get a round of applause. But, like, it really is. There's a huge element of risk. You could totally humiliate yourself. Right. And to put the show up yourself, there's just a million details and right. you're carting shit and you're making your own signs and handing out – like, there's a yeah. lot that's – and so when you finally get to the maybe the finish line, yeah, you don't want to hear how anything could have been better. Even though, right. of course, you know – Right. If you were an artist, you always want to make things better. But I'm not really an artist. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a narcissist, and there's a difference. Right. It has a so, lot of the same letters. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that was awesome. So I was like, really, you've got notes? And he goes, well. You never found out what the notes were? And he goes, well, you know, I listen to a lot of comedy. 
And I'm like, oh, really? When you're in the when you're in the air ducts, yeah. you're listening to a lot of comedy, so now you feel Mad like you're going to give me. Mad Dog Radio, serious. You're going to give me. But God, but I'm, you know, he did. We went to dinner, and he uh, shared a few thoughts with me. And were so, they valid? Um. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Absolutely. Look, anyone that sits in the audience and has some thoughts on your performance, whether you agree or disagree, and I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying anyone. Yeah, people all the, have their You thing. need to hear that because yeah. ultimately you're not really doing it for you. You're doing it for the audience. And so if they think something didn't work, it doesn't matter how much you think it worked. It didn't work because well, the audience is the judge. I remember getting notes on my script for my short film from a friend who was really um, kind of obnoxious. Not obnoxious, but like really felt like he was doing me a favor by saying these things. Well, and, I know who that is. That, well, that's and, when you um, get notes from another performer. Right. But what was interesting about it is those notes made me defend why I did the things that I did. In other words, I'm not, I, okay. I know I'm not going to change it and make it how you want it, but I right. can think about why I want it the way I want it and defend it. Which gives you then – makes you put more of that in the next rewrite. Yeah, and you just, you're just more you confident and you know what that means. You know why you're right. doing that. Because some of it's instinctual, but other when, you have, when you're forced to defend it or figure out why you want it that way, you think it out a little more. So totally. it's totally valid exercise um the art of making art is putting it together i'm gonna read these, shit these by shit to read it uh emails that were sent to us at the comedy couch at okay. gmail.com that's the comedy couch at gmail.com um this first one is from someone who didn't sign it and so we're gonna just call him v okay uh and it says uh you guys rock i'm sitting here at work where i usually listen to you by the way, I almost broke my arm reaching for the volume after the foot conversation and the loaf of bread. Thank God I'm HR. Or thank goodness I am HR. He is HR. Oh, human resources? Yeah. He is and HR. the loaf of bread is the cock, but the foot, is that the same getting thing? Getting the foot fucked off. Oh, getting the foot fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> Don't act like that. you don't know. I, we need to bring that up because you might have an update. Um, you guys make me laugh. My radio broke, and I've been listening to you guys over and over. Shit. I love the book The Secret. But I have listened to that three days in a row now. I looked this morning and fresh stuff. Yay! So he's excited that there was a new podcast. Yeah, I know. Because he didn't have no. to listen to The Secret. I love that where it's us or The Secret. God, that seems that, what weird. a fucking... That, that's someone else who's at a crossroads. That's a, that, that's a cubicle. I don't want to. I don't want to judge you, V. Cubicle. <laughs> but, you know, you're... For, and first of all, you know, this really does answer a lot of my questions about my HR over at E. Because whenever I call these people, they can't help me. And is, are they sitting in their cubes listening to the podcast? Yeah. Or the secret? They want a bike. They want visualizing <laughs> right. a bike. They're, she's literally sitting in her cubicle pretending to put her hands on the steering wheel of a Ferrari. Yeah. Visualizing it. That's right. Um, howdy, boys. This is from Robert in Florida. Rob right. in Florida. Howdy, boys. Dear Dennis and Tony, hello from the newly velvety lips from Dr. Kiss. I love on my that couch. they love Dr. Kiss. Yeah. Nice. Here in sunny Florida. Finally, all caught up again with your podcast, which I absolutely love. I know you boys keep thinking you're sliding back into 2009, but me, with my Pollyanna glasses and Dennis's life coach and vision board, say that this year <laughs> is not fa falling to 2009 levels. Okay. Tony, you have had the damn bread basket. I think he meant bread loaf, but it's, he's calling it bread basket. Everyone, well, there's, there no one can get bed. it right. No one can, I have, I'm having a DVD made of Tony Triple A I shit my pants. Yeah. And I picked up the final edit from right. this guy that I'm paying a lot of money to to right. edit the DVD. And on when my title pops up, my name is spelled T-O-N-I. It's not yeah. T O N Y. And it says Tony Tripoli's apostrophe S Tony Tripoli's shit in his pants. <laughs> 
like the guy, the people that are on the payroll to make my DVD can't get the title of the show right. And I'm paying, like, that's your job. Like, that's your job. Like, and this, so then this asshole, Rob in Florida, I don't mind that he's getting bread loaf wrong because, you know, I appreciate that at least he's one of two people that bothered to write a fucking email this month. So God bless, I love you, Rob. Right, exactly. He probably works in HR and he was busy doing a bunch of other stuff, not not helping his employees. Um, anyway, <laughs> so he says, Tony, you've had the damn bread basket and Dennis, right. you got to make your movie. That's right. I, did. I know we shouldn't compare, but I push pills every day. Yeah. I push pills all day. You boys win. But you can still complain because I love listening to it all. Yes. And I do wish I could get free chicken. Tony, you do have it all. Okay, though maybe we should complain about 2010. Not one of us has had our ankles twisted off in a rousing gangbang. Yeah. You wonder if that was on his vision board. You know what? You cannot say ankles twisted <laughs> off. If you're going to talk about it all, you got to right. say foot fucked off. He had his off. foot fucked off. <laughs> it's the That's what happened, F Rob. Fuck, fuck, fuck. He had you his foot fucked off. off. Exactly. God. My ankle's twisted no. asunder. No, no, that's not. Oh, my ankle's gone willy-nilly. It has not. You got your foot <laughs> fucked off, you son of a bitch. You aids McFaggot. Now, let's talk about what you did. What happened? What is the injury? Why are you limping? Well, I had my ankle mixed You know what? That's not what happened. <laughs> Go to HR and fill out some paperwork. Oh, what do you mean nobody's there? Well, look in the back. They're listening to a podcast. Um, and then he goes on to say, I've had, a bit, I've had a bit much to drink, so this email may not make much sense. But I had to email my thanks to you both for making oh. a podcast I could listen to over and over again. And also thanks for having Dr. Kiss as a sponsor. I really do love it. So it's delicious. That's a, little testimonial. that's a win win. That's a win win right there. That's a lip demonial. Put that in right the win win there. column. Now, you had coffee with the person that originally reported the foot fucked off story. Yeah, Christopher Rice. And what's did he confirm that that was exactly what happened? Oh, yeah. He told me that he interviewed the cop that was called to the scene. And what I had forgotten about was the cops were called because the person who had had his foot fucked off. Then tried to go home in a cab and the cab driver didn't know that his foot was no longer connected. He was, I guess, carrying his foot like step, like a clutch, like a doggy bag. This, yeah. And so he gets in the back of the cab and it's like all tweaked out. Take me to da, 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 da. And the cab driver can tell he's fucked up. He doesn't know he has, has he didn't know that he hasn't had his ankle twisted. <laughs> As Rob would say, um, he doesn't know that his foot is now separate from the rest of his body, but um, he has the good sense to go. Let me see your money. Ah, and the the guy has no money, and all I got is I'll this get, foot. I, I have this nice anklet. Can I leave this foot? I have as this, collateral? this diamond anklet. It's a family jewel. And oh, so, you know, what? just keep the foot too. And so the guy then the the cab, cab driver goes get out of my cab. And he goes, I don't want to get out of the cab. You've got to take me. And so the cab driver calls the cops. Right. So when the cops come, the guy goes hobbling into the gay bar that they were parked in front of. So now the cops are in the gay bar and they're like, okay, everybody freeze where you are. We've had a complaint. And they're, but they still don't know that the person is missing a foot. And that's when the cop sees the foot laying there, not connected to a person. And so the cop literally has to go, all right, everybody, whose foot is this? Yeah. And so what I, my fantasy is that the cop had to go, all right, everybody, freeze. 
I need everybody to look down. Yeah. You should have two of these. Yeah. If anybody is missing one of these, I want you to raise your hand. Yeah. Because we've got to speak with like. It's it kind of like so with the owner surreal. of a Volkswagen Jetta yeah. license number seven seven four. With the owner of this foot, <laughs> please. I don't know. Scream out in pain. All There's no trail over. of blood. Yeah. I don't know how this is possible. Yeah, exactly. But. He had his foot fucked off, and Christopher Rice talked to the cop that witnessed it all and was mortified, and drugs are a problem, and Christopher Rice, I don't think, really was into me. Don't think so? No, but did there you, you go. Did you like meeting him? I really enjoyed it, and I thought, you know, it was, I, we had a really great time laughing and laughing, but I think, we, you know, it was just a friend thing for him, and that's totally fine. Right. Because, let's be real, I'm still in love with someone else. Are you still in love with Eric? <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, Tony. I know. All this time. I'm so sorry. And I keep having these dreams. It's hard to shake that I shit. I keep having this dream because when I do the show, Tony Tripoli, I shit my pants. Yeah. I decided that I want to work the door. And I'm yes. going to be there to welcome people. Thank That's you for right, coming to the show. That's right, because you don't always get to see people in right. that situation. And that way I can say hi to everybody. And there's right, right, right. so many people from the Facebook that I've never met, but they're I coming know. to the show and I'm meeting them for the first time. And You, you know, get I an just, A in Facebook, intro to Facebook. I know, I really want to. well with it. And so I keep having this dream that Eric walks in, like with $10 in his hand. Wow. And on one hand, I want him to see the show because I'm proud of it. And I feel like... Well, if you're really, you know, funny and talented, that that makes you more attractive. Right. Because here's the fear. The fear is when it's all said and done, the reason that Eric and I ended was because he wasn't that he wasn't attracted to me now. That's what I that's what I keep going back to. Physically? Yeah. And oh. then when we tried, when I tried to go back and we did the thing in October and I, you know, made, made sweet, sweet love to the man that I'd miss, been missing for six months. And, I, you know, he was just waiting, laying there waiting for it to be over. Like, I just think he's not, he just doesn't. And so. That, that, I don't think that's true and it bums me out. Well, yeah. So I keep having this dream that he comes to my show and their dreams, it's like one of those, um, Kid, little novels we used to read as kids where if you want this to happen then you go to page 128 yeah but if I you want what those are called but i, I know what you're talking you about you could like make like they they dig the hole do they yeah. find the treasure chest or is the hole empty right and then you make that choice and that determines the next part of the story like the dream has the, like one ending where i go what the fuck are you doing here do you really think i'm gonna yeah. let you in get right. the fuck out of here how dare right. you come on my night like yeah and then the other dream is the other ending is I let him in, and then afterwards he's like, I never realized you were so funny and so talented, and seeing you up there on that stage with the light bouncing off your skin just made you made me fall in love with you all over again, and I want to make everything right, which is how you know it's a dream, because he's speaking in full sentences. Now, is this a dream you have nice literally when you're sleeping? Or yeah, is this yeah, a yeah. Dream when and then have... I wake up and I can't go back to sleep oh, again. Fuckity fuck fuck. So, um, so yeah, so that's what's going on there. Now, here's another added wrinkle. Oh, shit. Yesterday, and I can't believe you haven't called me on this. Yesterday morning, when I got to work and I turned on my Facebook, there was a friend request from him in my friend request inbox. I didn't know that. And so I accepted it. So for more than 24 hours now, I've been friends with Eric. 
Oh, I didn't Facebook know that, post. and I was supposed to call you on that? Well, because I got a phone call three minutes after it happened from Tom, who was like, um... What the F are you doing? Did you just... Am I getting wrong information here, or did you... Did I, am I reading this right? Is there a oh, different... Oh, on your page? Eric, you know, with that last name yeah. that I don't know about? Or are you really... Like, what's going on? Are you guys really friends? Are you getting back together? Like, <laughs> So that whole t- that time a few months ago when it, we were mistaken that he may or may not have friended you and I sent that angry email, yeah. I should have saved a copy of that to send well, again. I have, <coughs> bless you, since that, since signing up, <coughs> bless you, since signing up for the Facebook, I have gotten about once a week, I get an email that says, Eric has invited you to join Facebook. And it's him, but it's the whole link to start to open an account. Yeah. Click this link. So I do believe, I'm am certain that when someone sends you one of those invites, when the day comes that you finally, whatever email account that is tied to, yeah. if that email account ever opens a Facebook account, then that person's invite is already in your inbox it's as already a friend request. Right, okay. And so I think that explains why when I set up my account, there were like 20 some odd friends requests. And one of them was In the first him. five minutes. Because yeah. those are... Friends over the, the years from, yeah, that had before. asked me to join. Okay. But this is not that. This is it, fresch. I, once you've ignored a friend group, I mean, I this could ignore This is fresh him. passive aggression. So I don't know what he was thinking. No, nor do I. Um, And I, so I check my Facebook about every 30 seconds now. Oh, thinking fuck it's, uh... that he will be like, I'm glad you accepted my friend request. And this is my way to get back to you. But it's not. That's not what it is. This is all, it's a big, it's a ruse, Dennis. This is another thing that's going to backfire, and it's another way that he's going to be able to fucking destroy me, and I'm going to have to up my meds. Why do you, what is it about him that is so special? Because he doesn't behave well. I know, but when, when we were together, you know, for that whole magical five months. Which, no, I get um, it. It was magical. It was I've magical. Never, don't under, that was don't the understate only time, that. That was the only time in my life that I was certain I was going to be with this man and only this man for the rest of my life. We're not going to be um, together and then after, uh, you know, six years, open the relationship up and start having three ways because we're so bored with each other. Or, right. Or we're not going to have that. I mean, and I'm not judging that. I think whatever works for individuals. Right. And I've been really it just open felt about like wanting true... to be in a three-way. So I'm not judging. I'm just right. saying like, it just but, felt like the real the deal. Like, this is that kind of love. Yeah. And look, I, I want to be very clear that I'm not belittling those people that have those relationships with whatever right. arrangements because I'm not suggesting that after a certain amount of time they got sick of each other or they loved each other less. I I, I don't mean to come across but like that. But this felt like But it was really powerhouse like in romantic other relationships and other love. guys that I've dated, I, ne- I thought, well, this could be someone that I would want in my life for a long time, but I do I can understand how somebody would also want the exciting new stranger. I mean, it's exciting to have sex for the first time with somebody or whatever, like, you know, and, but with him, I never, I didn't want, I didn't even want that stuff. I didn't, I mean, you still want other people to find you attractive, of course, but I didn't want to do, I don't know. And I really just thought, so when it was good, it was as good as it gets. It was the only time in my life that I've really had that certainty. Right. And, um, but, you know, maybe that's the only time I've ever been in real, true love. I don't think so. I think I've had really great love before. But, you know. So anyway, um, oh, God, there's one more level to the story. And I really don't think I should tell Why? this on the podcast. Go ahead and tell it. 
So, so tell it if you want to. Don't you don't have to tell. We know it. that he stole that Eric ruined Glee for me. Right? right. For those listeners that might be new, when after 6 months of being apart, when he emailed he texted me out of the blue and I went over and we made love and I thought we were going to get back together and then after we were done, he threw a towel at me and said and tapped his wrist where a watch would be. Um, and said, well, I've got to be over at the guy's house to watch Glee at 8.30. So. Right. And he kicked me out. Like it was a bowling league or something yeah. important. And I had loved Glee up to that point. It had been one of the things that got me through that miserable summer without him. And I couldn't listen to any music without thinking of him. And Glee was a way that I could hear music and enjoy people singing. And it didn't remind me of him. It wasn't ours. Oh, you know, it was like, God. so that Glee so sound, sad. I was listening to those songs all the time. And right. Then in an instant, it was ruined for me. Or as my father would say, ruined for me. And, um, and so it was really a big loss. And I've never watched Glee since. Well, I um, – so Ryan Murphy. The creator of Glee. The creator of Glee. And I have become Facebook friends. Right. And so I sent Ryan Murphy an email going entitled, A Tale of Revenge and I Need Your Help. And I told him the story about going through this horrible breakup and being catatonic. And then Glee making its premiere and it being one of the things that really helped get me through and it was music I could listen to. Right. And then after six months, we have this rendezvous where I think we're getting back together and he kicks me out by saying I have to be over to the guy's house to watch Glee at 830. Right. And since that moment, I've never been – I've lost Glee. Well, I want Glee back and this is how I can get Glee back. You need to put me on Glee. I don't need to be a star. I I, I just need a line. All I need is a line, but I need – him to be over at the boys' house watching Glee on a Wednesday night, and all of a sudden the camera pans into a fucking close-up of me looking really good, and then I just say something into the camera, and then it goes to commercial. And then I've got Glee back, and he's lost Glee. Then Glee is ruined for him. Well, he could get that accidentally on purpose with Jenna Elfman. He could have that. You but should isn't get that Glee. A, isn't that a sweet tale of revenge? And that's what Glee is all about, is the underdog yes. sticking it to the bully. And I feel like Eric has been the bully in this equation, and I want Glee back. Glee, I deserve to have Glee. Right. And I want him to feel how horrible I felt in that moment right. that he threw the towel at me. And if in front of his friends, all, can you imagine the silence that would fall over that room if my face popped on and I said some line on Glee? No one would know what to say to him. It would all be like, what the fuck just happened? Isn't that the sweetest revenge ever? I think it's brilliant. Now, did Ryan Murphy respond? No. But I only sent the email like two days ago. All right. Well, you still have time. But I think... It's way too much of a long shot. And it's it is a long even, shot, but you never know. Ryan Murphy. But I am a big fan of the personal letter. The Let's personal send it story out there. letter. I'm a big fan of that. And what a great story to then be able to tell on the talk shows. Actually, Glee was one of my first big roles. And I only got that part because I wrote yeah. a letter to the... Yeah, the I like. I'm a big fan of and letters. It was this revenge thing, and we've yeah. both been, you know, we both had, we all have guys in our past that we'd like to stick it to, right? And Ryan Murphy, let me help you get your revenge on somebody, right? That might have an Oscar. Although speaking. the only wrinkle in it is that you've told the creator, "I don't watch your show anymore." So but I want to, and I can't, and you've got to understand why I can't. That you couldn't. That you gotta. You gotta really sell to, that I heartbreak. In other words, you could have said, you know what, it hurts me to watch it, but you're so brilliant that I have to want, you know, you know, you got to feed his ego a little bit. Well, another, you know what I mean? So, um, so you're saying you have notes now. I have notes. You have notes on this? I'm just trying to see it from his point of view. How <laughs> yeah. would that play? I think you would think it's a funny story or an interesting story and 
and the way that people's work figures in people's lives is very powerful. Yeah. But um, he also probably wants to hear every little thing you love about every fucking episode. So you may have to bone up. That's all. Well, I thought it was a genius plan, and I sent the email, and it's a little embarrassing, and I shouldn't have told the podcast. Why? But I whatever, it's, it's out there. I'm a big fan of the personal appeal emails and letters. Yeah. I think it's great. But uh, You can reach me at Life Raft Productions. Life Raft Productions presents <laughs> Tony Tripoli as Glee. But how amazing would it be if I'm just like some... But yeah. I did say, but I have to look good in the episode. Like, all I need is yeah. one line. I don't have to be, have a fucking arc. But I can't be some homeless person, janitor. Like, I have to look good. For the revenge to really stick, I have to look really good. I have to be sexy you on his favorite show. You always look really good. Dennis, that is just not the Ugh, truth. I wish you would wake up every morning and say, I look good. I'm good looking enough. <laughs> oh, my God. That's your mantra. Well, and I I'm want not. I want Barack Obama to wake up every morning and look in the mirror and say, fuck those Republicans. Oh my fuck them. What Fuck them. It's, it's I don't know what I have to time. say every morning, but I should have a mantra. I'm enough. Something. And then just go on with the day. But I'm pleased about healthcare on a totally different note. No, it's great. Yeah. And but with the Sandra Bullock thing. Oh, my God. We need it. Now more than ever. <sighs> That's such a sad story. I it's don't even so want to hear that. heartbreaking. But I'm obsessed with the Vanilla Gorilla. Tell me that story. That's, that's his the, email. That's his nickname. That's his email address? His email is vanilla gorilla at whatever, AOL or whatever. At really? And so uh, originally when the story broke, it was that Bombshell McGee called him that. Right. But the re- she didn't make it up. Yeah. I mean, look at her. She's not that clever. No. She, um, she thinks Bombshell McGee is a reasonable name. Yeah. So, I kind of like Let's have a nice name. God sort damn of Tarantino it, Don't defend her. Yeah. Um, and I like how she goes, no, no, the WP tattoo doesn't stand for white power, like every, well, like everyone thinks. It just means wet pussy. Like, she thinks that makes it better. Like, see? Yeah. I'm not a racist. I'm just well lubricated. I'm just ready. <laughs> I'm just ready to rock. So, um, but yeah, I love that I'm so, it's Vanilla I, Gorilla. I don't even want to read too many details but on that. I had a joke in the, the show The Dish this week. Right. Which, by the way, as of today... What is today? March 24th. We were picked up for an additional 20 episodes. Oh, that's fantastic. So we it will gets be coming, better and better and better. We're coming Do every you have week any without a break every fantastic. week until September. Oh, so that's good. That's so good. So we have every reason to believe that we're going to go straight through to the end of the year now. So that's, that's good. fan yeah. fucking tastic. It's great. Congratulations. Um, and but I had a, a joke in, in the show this week uh, involving vanilla gorilla right and our head writer was like i don't think enough people know it and i was like no i think anyone who's following this story knows and we're gonna put a photo of him up right when she says it so i think it'll land but we disagreed and that's you know that's fine um and to prove me wrong she googled vanilla gorilla right and the first thing that comes up is an imdb page for a movie called vanilla gorilla that's about to be released in 2011 is it horny is it like a dirty no it's a family feature starring pierce brosnan Shit. About a little girl okay. who is deaf and an albino gorilla in a zoo who speaks sign language and who begs the deaf girl to help him escape. And the little girl breaks into the zoo and sets the gorilla free <laughs> because they can communicate through sign language. So I don't know if Pierce Brosnan is the zookeeper that is willing to look the other way like or he's the dad that ends up saying sure the gorilla can live with us now in sign language yeah. like i don't know i think he's playing the guy that's taking the check but it's 
so fucking hilarious that they're gonna now have to change the title of this movie. I think they should stick with it. <laughs> it gives them something to talk about at the junket. But it's like a family sure. feel-good film about Jesse James's big dirty dick. Big dirty dick. Did she? Is she filing for divorce? What's happening? Well, I'm... according to the tabloids this week, she has met with divorce, divorce attorneys, but uh, we don't know that. But Sandy. you know, a second, a second tattooed whore has already come forward. Oh, you're and kidding. there will be more, I'm sure. Oh, so it's uh, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. That sucks the wang. And Betty White has said she's ready to kick his ass. Really? <laughs> Which. I don't know what she's going to do. Use did somebody that, did 8,000 people scar. on Facebook vote for her to do that? I know. It's crazy, right? Um, oh, you want to know what's fun about Facebook? Facebook is great if you want to see your ex out on dates with other guys in clothes that you gave him. That's really fun. Wow. <laughs> I just want to – sometimes there's new – there's new – I mean – There's new wrinkles in Facebook. You're taking one of my prestige <laughs> tonight before you go to bed. <laughs> you – um, you know what? I had that, that moment. You know what? Just a photo pops up on your news thing, and I'm like, "Oh, that's my. Oh, that. Oh, wow, wow. All right, click." Onto... So a photo pops up, and you're like, "Oh, that's my ex boyfriend. Oh, oh, that shirt looks familiar. That I bought in that shirt. And oh, and now okay, I got it. I mean, this, this these things happen, but that's the. But it wasn't Facebook. your shirt that he borrowed and never no, gave back. No, 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 no. It was a gift. It was a total gift. It's not that. That's not weird. It's just like you don't. It's Facebook is uh, brings up things that people didn't have to use to deal with, like totally. in their house. You hey, have to honey, be up for it. I, Something can bum you out at the I drop of a fucking hat. Yes. Yeah. And now I'm friends with the enemy. I know you're sleeping with the enemy. So you're, I I want to be sleeping with the enemy, but oh yeah. god, I don't know. I really feel like maybe this was a huge mistake. I don't know. I w- maybe I, it's a gateway thing. That's I how figured... I reconnected with Edmondson. I think it was on mm-hmm. Facebook. And then that ended up in that weird episode that was unfortunate. <laughs> made me feel bad. Well, thanks. You really made me feel better yeah, about that. Yeah, but yours will be different because um, it goes bad, good, bad, good, <laughs> bad, good. That's how things happen in this you, house. You, me, you, be. Oh, really? You, me, yes. Oh, really? I'm just charmed. And you just really. <laughs> only, yeah. in that, only in that Boy. particular – only in the uh, Facebook X um, encounter thing. Yeah, well, all right. I can tell that you're going, you're going to say something. About what? You no, know, you're looking on your I, You want to know who my new favorite person publicly is? I love Rael Hunter, the John Edwards For ex. getting the pictures taken in her panties? I love the interview. Well, I hung I on every you. word of that interview. Mm-hmm. It was like a juicy interview from the 90s. Like, I was reading but it. But did you and... feel like Jackie Collins wrote it? Like, no. it's characters? I felt like if I met her, I would like her. I felt like I would like her. I felt like she had a sense of humor. I felt like she was telling the truth. I felt like she had some sort of insight into human nature. And I felt like she was self-effacing when she was like, I know I was in love with him. I shouldn't have put up with that. Or she said, I didn't, I told him to drop out of running for president. And like, I just liked her. And I was really surprised. I think she's cool. Do you really think she told him to stop running for president? I think she did at one point. How would you say that? I don't think you should run for president. A politician. I don't think you should run. Well, if you're saying I don't think you should because someone's going to find out about this eventually. Yeah. If that's why. Yeah. Okay. Like, like she was very – and she was in love with him. Like, it was like, I don't know. I know it was a dumb thing to do, but I loved him. Mm -hmm. Like, it was all about that. And um, the stuff about the two phones was really juicy. Um, She had a phone just like his other phone that was just their phone. And that's how Elizabeth found out that she saw the two phones. 
But then Elizabeth. What do you mean she saw the two phones? Th- she saw the two phones together. How'd she see them together? John had them and rang and Elizabeth went down or something like that. But she that's how she found out. Wait a minute. So John and Rael were in the same room with Elizabeth. No. John, Rael was calling and John was there. And John has two phones that are identical. One he uses only for Rael. And so oh. I, I think Elizabeth found it and did a redial or something. And then Rael thinking said, it. Thinking, hey, babe. Thinking it was John's was, regular phone. Or thinking, why does really... he have two phones? I think she saw them together. Mm. And, hey, babe, and then hung up. And that's how Elizabeth found out. But Elizabeth went out, and, and her public thing was that he had had this one-night stand. That was the story. And Rael goes, you don't get a second phone for a one-night stand. Like, But yeah. Elizabeth didn't really believe it was a one-night stand. No, but that was her public thing. Well, that's that's reasonable. Yeah. So... I mean, they were doing just damage control and trying to keep yeah, him yeah, having yeah. some kind of a career. Yeah. You know, wow. But I loved it. I thought it was well, juicy Rael and interesting. Well, kind of shit calls Elizabeth a little, right? She, she totally shit calls Elizabeth. Like, she's not perfect. She's no. not blameless in this. No, and according to Game good, Change. he wouldn't have been looking for a, yeah. a mistress. He said, she said that home was wrecked 20 years ago. Uh, I'm not the home wrecker. Um, she called the relationship toxic. But then she also said she had some compassion for Elizabeth. I'm not saying she's a saint, this woman, but I read it and I liked her. I like I could hear her voice and I I just kind of dug her. Wow. So, yeah, it was su- super juicy. Is uh, when I look at the pictures, if I were to read the article, her voice would be Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Yeah, I will not be ignored, Dan. Yeah, and she's got that we- odd intensity yeah. and that cr- scrunched kind of yeah. hair that always has roots even if she just left she the salon. She looks kind of freshly fucked. But it's a shame that the pictures got all the buzz because the interviews just great. Wow. Really interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, let me see what else I have. I went to one of those Paley panels mm-hmm. for a man of a certain age. I think when oh, you yeah. were in Phoenix. And Ray Romano wasn't there because his dad died. Aww. But it was fun to watch. And I love that show. And I have a crush on Ray Romano. He looks a thousand years old in that show. I don't care. I find him. He's oh, like no, my unconventional sexy it. celebrity crush. I don't know what it is. But I get I, it. I like him. I think he's sexy. Um, what else do I have? We had a yard sale to raise money for the short film. Yeah. We raised $345. Remember that screen I used to have over there that had the pictures? Oh, yes. I sold. I got rid of it. What did that bring in? Uh, not very much. We didn't charge very much for stuff. Maybe like 20 bucks or whatever. Oh, Dennis. But what it, I remember buying it. It was a, It's a photo screen that you. that's like a room divider and you put photos in it. Yeah. And it's kind of wood. And Anyway, it doesn't really fit here anymore because there's not room really but i bought it when i got the book deal for misadventures in the 213 because it felt like my reward for myself uh-huh. and here i am 12 like 13 years later of movies and more just because i wanted it and it was like my i'm gonna treat myself to something neat that i mm-hmm. want and i bought it from some catalog and here i was selling it at a yard sale <laughs> you know how many years later God, fourteen years like just later, pawning your Grammy for literally that- like fifteen bucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, and but but feeling fine about it, like on with the news. Well, good, you know. So yeah, but it was like watching this woman take it down the sidewalk and pour it, put it in her car. And well, maybe she is celebrating. Yeah, and we made a lot of uh, people happy with really cheap deals. You know. Well, good. Yeah, there's that's, a lot. Of, there's going to be what some they're about. But gay that's kids out good... there. Some kids out there with a lot of gay shirts. <laughs> God. You know, a lot of gay French Connection shirts yeah. from the late 90s. Oh, yeah. Remember those? I love them. Remember? Yeah. Um, 
Well, we need to think about wrapping this one up. Oh, I have one good more story. Good. Let's okay. end on a high note. All right. So, um, I had dinner with my friend Will Weichel, who was one of the co-hosts of Twist, mm-hmm. who's a big fan of the podcast, by the way. Excellent. Love him. Loves it. He wanted to do a cameo. He wanted to be a guest, but we couldn't make it happen. And um, it was him and a friend of his named Will and Rudy. And Will and Rudy are a couple. And he told me in advance that Will was a big fan of my books. Yeah. And so I was kind of, well, that'll be neat to meet somebody and, and hear from him. So um, we go to dinner, and it's at this fancy place, like the Palace, the Pallet House in, on Holloway in West Hollywood. Anyways. Okay. And, um, you know, it's a nice place, and they're ordering drinks and at oysters and stuff like that, and everyone's having a good time. And we're talking, getting to know the, the guy. And it turns out the guy that likes my books is a casting director on – Grey's Anatomy and um, wow. Private Practice Amazing. and Friday Night Lights. And I gave him a, a copy of Screening Party and Reunion in case he wants to cast a black guy. In sure. <laughs> I would <laughs> love it. But um, We need that Negro with the bowel problems. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like it, the dinner's going on. It's fun. It's an hour. And about an hour in, he's, he finally like breaks. And he goes, oh, I just got to tell you, I love your book so much. And like really – Went gushes. There. gushes and it feels really good and it's very nice to hear and at the same time i'm thinking god i hope this isn't one of those dinners where everyone divides the check god those drinks are so expensive <laughs> and the oysters and it was literally that same thing of thank you like i was fucking elvis but i was broke elvis like it was this weird dichotomy and then right around the same time that this guy opens up and says all these nice things about my book Louis Barajas, who was the original publisher of Detour, which is where my column first started in the 90s. And I hadn't seen him in 10 years because there was a weird takeover of Detour and people had to pick sides, whatever, was there. And he maybe had a few drinks. And he fucking picked me up out of my chair and hugged me and said he, you know, missed working with me and he was so proud of me. And he was like, he had seen the D-list or whatever. Movies and more. Movies and more. And was convinced that Kathy Griffin owes her career to, you know. Yeah, you alone. Like, please. I didn't even write jokes or anything. But they they all decide. I see it. I see the change. Whatever, which isn't true. But he was welcome. Anyway, I had two gushy, gushy, wonderful, affirming moments. And at the same time, I'm doing the math in my head thinking, oh, God, I hope I don't have to pay for this dinner or pay for you know yeah 25% of this dinner oh shit and luckily Will bought mine so I was grateful and I am grateful but it's such a like I get that there's a stark contrast to reality that is an amazing Hollywood story right there but I didn't expect it to be so stark I didn't expect the like I have a friend who um, my friend Scott Williams who we started out on cruise ships together, and he ended up going into graphic design and got a great job at this company called New Wave and just kept moving up through the ranks right. and has made a lot of money and has two beautiful homes and um, is really great at his job. But he's he's stressed out and doesn't always feel like he's creative. Mm-hmm. And we have lunch, and I'm, I'm loving all the things I'm doing, but I'm literally like, fuck. I didn't expect this, the the, the – money route or the art route, whatever you want to call it, to be... Two opposite directions. Yeah. I thought it would be like, okay, I'm not that rich, but I get by and I'm doing my thing. Mm -hmm. Or or his to be, I'm not as creative as I'd like to be, but I get to be creative on occasion. It's all or fucking nothing. It's weird. It's weird. And so, anyways, that's the point. I don't know what the point of that story is, but... Well, the point of that story is you need to be medicated. The point is... (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Yes. But, um... 
It was nice to meet those people. And oh, God, that is things. such a Hollywood. That is such yeah, a Hollywood. Yeah, in my head, I'm going, story. please, 25 Oh, God, how much are those That oysters? is amazing. Yeah, for sure. I um, want to um, send a special shout out in closing to um, a very, very special podcast listener who has been a friend of ours for a very, very long time and who shows I, up. I cry. What's huh? happening? Who shows up at every show and every mismatch game oh, and every. I know who. And told me when he came to the show in December was like, oh, and I have your uh, birthday present for you in my car. Um, and But I left it in the car. I'll see you later. And we haven't seen each other and we email, whatever. He fucking shows up to the show last week and here's your birthday present. Three months late. God damn it. You know, and. And, and it was a multiple birthday present. And there in this birthday present, aside from one of the most touching cards, it's just so sweet. And just talking about how, you know, the value of a la- someone cracking you up. Laughter is the, the you can't uh, put, you know what I mean? And that as, as horrible as 2009 was for you and I, we, whether we know it or not, found a way to make it a little better for other people by talking about how miserable we were and right. hopefully in a funny way. And, yes. Okay. And it's very sweet. And a giant Toblerone. And, Which I think is a and, callback to some joke, but yes. I don't know what. You guys, and, did anyone remember? I don't, maybe and, not. Uh, the most did anyone beautiful... have a dick shaped like a Toblerone? <laughs> did you fuck anyone with a triangle dick? It's possible. Okay. The, um... <laughs> The and the most beautiful picture of Christopher Atkins, my ultimate dream crush. Right. Um, although I would still take Eric over Christopher Atkins. Oh man. But uh, Maybe yeah, he'll Christopher come Atkins back around. With and it was the Dallas era Chris Atkins, so like kind of shaggy, a little past longer hair, and, and I could see that. And it was just so many. And then um, he couldn't get Mexican Diet Cokes, so he just wrote. Um, Hecho and Mexico on some American Diet Cokes, which is just as good. Yeah, it's cute. It's even sweeter. So anyway, cute. Um, this podcast has not only been a wonderful thing for, for Dennis and I, um, just because it gives us a reason not to put a gun in our mouth, but, you know, it, we, <laughs> we thank you guys we're too so, busy talking. so, so much. Yeah, so. it means a lot to me. I love doing it, and I love um, – I love um, – yeah, I love it. I love what people say. I love our communication about it and sharing stories. And yeah, all that. So stuff. find us on Facebook. You can find Dennis on Facebook. You can find me yeah. on Facebook. There's also DennisHensley.com. There's TripleE.com. And I really want you guys to start sending us some emails at vcomedycouch at gmail.com. If you have a topic that you would like us to, to discuss, maybe yes. you have a question. That's true. Maybe you would like to start an argument between us. Maybe uh, you want to sh- sign in on Rayel Hunter because I can't find anyone else that's read that interview. Yeah, I yeah I don't I think you might be alone on that one. It's, it's kind so of like going juicy though. It was so fun to read. Sandra Bullock is to blame. Am I right? Yeah. Who's with me? Drop yeah. me a line at the comedy. Ca- I... She's not what people think. All right. I don't think she's great, but I think if I met her, I would like her. We'll thank our sponsor. All right, VanityMark.com, the maker of Doctor Kiss, and you can put it on Rail Hunter's lips if you oh, want. Oh boy, both sets. Oh, that's right. too much. All right, you guys, we love you for listening. We will see you soon. Goodbye. Bye.